0: Well, news that a seven-year-old girl traveling with one of those caravan dying uh, has been a devastating headline. Uh, She died after, of course, being taken into custody with U.S. Border Patrol. But the question then becomes, you know, who is really at fault? I know it's easy to lash out at Donald Trump. And it just can't be the border agency. The child was reportedly uh, severely dehydrated and malnourished because she hadn't eaten or had water in days. So she would have already been shutting down before going into custody. Maybe the agents could have done more. Maybe we'll find out. But we don't know when they were alerted that she was ill. So I think a lot of people would look at the parents and say, well, aren't they responsible for her well-being? They had safe haven. They were offered safe haven in Mexico. They could have stopped there. But they wanted to continue going to the United States. But this has become this whole issue of migration in the caravans has become such a flashpoint issue. It's like emotions immediately take over. But where is the fact Versus the fiction on this thing. Let's ask. Gideon Mammon is an immigration lawyer and a nonpartisan one at that who deals with this kind of stuff. He's with MigrationLaw.com. He joins us now. Giddy, you know, it's been a big headline for the United States with these big caravans moving across uh, Central America. And, you know, they were offered safe haven in Mexico, but a lot of them have continued on to the United States trying to get through. And now, of course, the headline that I think puts the human face to this story, um, you know, the bottom line is this child died. But why wouldn't the parents get the help when they could in Mexico?
1: Uh, it's, it's interesting, Alex, because when you look at this, you, you have to ask yourself, what, what, what is going on? Typically, you would see these kinds of groups of people coming when you're seeing a, a war erupt or you're, they're, they're fleeing, for example, a war zone. Uh, what's happening here very much, I think there is an element of a political statement that's being made, uh, that they're coming in groups hope, hopefully to overwhelm the United States and force them to make a decision about whether or not they are going to uh, enforce their border or not. But the tragedy here is that a young, uh, a seven-year-old girl died, and she was part of a caravan that apparently, you know, traveled uh, thousands of kilometers to get to the United States, passing through a safe haven. Um, Mexico is uh, is a place where theoretically they could have sought protection if they met the definition of conventional refugee, but they sought to make that claim in the United States, and that suggests that there is a, a, that protection is not the primary um, objective. Uh, obviously they want uh, they, they, they may be looking for protection, but they would forego that in the hopes of getting protection and maybe a better standard of living. The problem here is that this young woman, this young girl died um, only seven years old on a trek that even, you know, the special forces of the United States military don't, don't do 2,000, 3,000 kilometer treks by foot, they just don't do that. This was a dangerous and ill-advised uh, mission, uh, in my view, I understand that um, uh, very shortly after she was uh, intercepted by the Border Patrol that they uh, airlifted her to a hospital. Uh, and she didn't make it she died apparently of dehydration maybe other factors but uh, it wasn't the enforcement of the border that that uh, appears to have caused her dehydration that that was unfortunately um something that her parents exposed her to in taking her on this on this uh, excruciatingly long uh, journey
0: and fortunately, though, this has become very, very political. And because, you know, you need only look, I think, to the situation with Alan Kurdi, you know, that little boy right. um, who was washed up on the beach. And there had been thousands of kids and women and, and men dying trying to flee Syria. But it was that image of that child that really kind of brought it to the forefront. And so, But there is a lot of politics with this being played. So you've got experience in this, but migration is a big issue right now.
1: You know, the, the the little boy that you describe uh, is is an image that is etched in my mind for many reasons. Obviously, it's tragic for a father of four to see a child um, uh, face down like that. It's it, it's a horror. Uh, at the same time, Alex, I, I have to tell you that um, maybe that's the day that the world woke up. But uh, us refugee lawyers, we have been seeing... Uh, horror stories firsthand for many years, long before that child died. Uh, there was Rewan- the Rwanda, there was Somalia, there was all kinds of situations where, which were horrific, as horrific or possibly even more horrific than the situation in Syria. But the world never saw it. They never felt it, they never smelled it, they never uh, uh, internalized it until they saw that image. Once they saw that image, all of a sudden, Canadians and, and people around the world wanted to jump in and help um, the uh, the displaced people of Syria. And it's good. I'm, I'm glad that they did. But at the, at the same time, uh, we have to understand that these are things that have been going on for a long time and that we have closed our eyes to the plight of refugees. Uh, for for many many years, and, uh, and of course, I hope there will be other reasons to 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 uh, to motivate us. But now we may have another motivating factor. I, I don't know.
0: Well, you know, Lloyd Axworthy, um, who is retired and who should probably stay retired, um, in my view, he penned a, a, an editorial yesterday about this issue, talking that, you know, Canada should take the women and children. You know, this is our role to play. We've just signed on to the UN Migration Pact. And here's where we can take an active role, to which I say, that's great. But we already have so many issues, as you well know, with our immigration system buckling. We've got people pouring across the border. We haven't even dealt with that situation.
1: Well, Alex, it, 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 I think what your question raises is the very, the, the, the very simple point that we need to look at our immigration policy and see if what we're doing makes any sense. Uh, we seem to have lost control. It looks like we're sort of adrift and letting circumstances. Uh, dictate what policy is. We have always agreed that we are going to subscribe by the 1951 Refugee Convention and we are responsible that anybody who appears on our shores, anybody from any country, is entitled to make a refugee claim in Canada. Maybe that's a good policy in 1951. We need to take a look if that's still a good pos- uh, policy in 2018. Now we signed on to, uh, before we move on to the, to the, mi- the, the migration pact, uh, we can't even handle refugees we don't seem to be doing a good job our 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 border is porous our um, our federal government is not enforcing the border we are taking more people in than we can house we're taking in more people than we have judges uh, to have their cases considered we are basically opening up unofficial ports of entry where there are no, not supposed to be any ports of entry. Uh, the whole system on the refugee side is upside down. We don't have that under control. And the whole point of the refugee process is to weed out refugees from migrants. So while we don't have the refugee process under control, we are now signing on a document that says any migrant that comes to Canada in principle – we 're not bound, but in principle, we think that they should be uh, having access to our health care system. We believe that they should be reunified with their family from abroad in Canada, that they should basically have access to all of the uh, social systems that we have in, uh, in, in Canada, you know social assistance, etc. It doesn 't sound to me that we ha- like we have an idea of where we 're going with all of this. Uh, if we want to pour in millions or billions of dollars and we make that decision, that's perfectly fine with me as a Canadian citizen, as a taxpayer, as a person who believes he has a good moral compass. But it has to be a decision. It cannot be something that we just sort of drift into like I feel we're doing today.
0: Yeah, otherwise we fail. In trying to help some, we end up failing everybody. Well, I, I, it's not an issue that's going away, Giddy, so we'll stay up on it and we'll have you on again. I appreciate your help. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Mark. Be well.
0: And that is Giddy Mammon joining us. We will have him on again. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.